Are you tired of your digestive system feeling like a circus act gone wrong? Introducing Ritual's 3-in-1 Gut Superhero Symbiotic Plus, a probiotic, prebiotic, and postbiotic all rolled into one. And with 25% off with the code POWER, there's no better time to check out Ritual. Let's break it down. Probiotics are like the cool kids at the gut party, keeping everything in check and making sure the good vibes are flowing. Prebiotics are their wingmen, fueling the party with all the right snacks to keep the good bacteria thriving. And postbiotics, well, they're like the cleanup crew, sweeping away the mess and leaving your gut feeling fresh and fabulous. So say goodbye to the gut drama and remember, there's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com power. Sober Powered is sponsored by BetterHelp. I was a stress drinker and I thought if only I didn't have so much stress, I wouldn't have to drink this much. But do you know why I had all this stress? Because I didn't have the skills to take stressors off my plate so they built up and wore me down. Some stressors are big and others are small, but carrying around 25 minor annoyances is going to have an impact on you. Plus, did you know that alcohol messes with our stress response system and decreases our ability to handle stress? It makes small things seem like a much bigger deal. Learning how to manage stress and take things off my plate has changed my life. I'm calm, I'm less reactive, and I believe that I can handle whatever comes my way. I feel proud of the way that I handle things now. You can get there too. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com sober to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash sober. Tossing and turning all night like a salad. It's time to put those sleepless nights to bed for good. Enter Tanasi, my sleep saviors, and they have science to back up their sleep, anxiety, and pain-relieving powers. Back in 2016, they invested a $2.5 million grant to Middle Tennessee State University to study the hemp plant. Turns out their special patent-pending CBD-CBDA formula is twice as effective as CBD alone and can be more effective than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. So if you're tired of tossing and turning like a rotisserie chicken, then Tanasi's got your back with their range of great products from tinctures to gummies to lotions. Tanasi is my go-to when I can't sleep or I have way too much anxiety. I'm so glad that I discovered them. So go to Tanasi.com and use the code POWER to get 25% off your order. That's Tanasi.com, T-A-N-A-S-I, to get 25% off your first order with the promo code POWER. I'm Jill, and this is the Sober Powered Podcast. I'll tell you how I finally stopped chasing the buzz and what I've learned along the way. Welcome back to the Sober Powered Podcast. I'm Jill, and if you're new here, I'm a sober scientist who talks about the science and psychology of addiction. If that sounds interesting, please subscribe. Today, I'm going to talk about emotional sobriety. Once we stop drinking, all these feelings just pop into our lives. I'll explain the idea of emotionally staying the same age you were when you started drinking and how to work on becoming more emotionally mature. 
You'll learn about distress tolerance and how it impacts our sobriety, but especially how it impacts our sobriety in the first few weeks. So let's dig in. There's a generally accepted idea in the sober community that the age at which you start abusing alcohol is the age you stop emotionally maturing. This means that if you start seriously drinking at 16, whenever you quit drinking, you have the emotional maturity of 16-year-old you. I agree with this, but I also want to expand on it. I started drinking at 22 when I was very emotionally young and naive. Even when I was 29 and had grown so much in life from my 22-year-old self, I still acted the same way. I was still extremely reactive, sensitive, easily hurt, needy, and insecure. What I found out when I quit was that even though I was very emotionally immature, I matured quickly. When I was in my 20s, my husband and I just wanted to party and rent a house in the city. We couldn't even fathom why people our age were buying houses in the suburbs and commuting multiple hours to work each day. Now, we don't want to live too far from the city because of work, but we can't wait to buy a house in the suburbs. My values have changed as I matured in my first year or so of sobriety. When someone first quits drinking and is also very emotionally immature, it greatly increases the risk of relapse. Let's be honest here. We didn't start drinking a ton of alcohol because we were super mature and good at processing feelings. I didn't expect to deal with all sorts of feelings on top of having a complete life change with getting sober. What came up the most for me was rage. Something would happen to make me angry, and it would trigger rage that would last two to three days, like nonstop rage. It was hard to function when I was so angry all the time. I worked on this with my therapist, and it took several months, but now I can feel angry and still live my life at the same time. I haven't felt overcome with rage in months. Therapy is all about making connections. It's very freeing when you make a connection between something in your present that's bothering you and something in your past. I realized that my natural state was anger when I was growing up. I haven't talked a ton about my childhood, but my dad was psychologically and emotionally abusive to all of us. When I was 10 years old, I started to pick up on what was going on, and my anger started basically around that time. I lived with my dad until I was 23, so from 10 to 23, I was angry all the time. Just seeing him in the morning made me angry. I remember I could be having a good morning and then he would walk into the room and my morning was ruined and I was pissed. Shortly after I moved out, my mom left my dad and she's a lot happier now. So I haven't spoken to him in um, about five years. I didn't realize that alcohol made the anger go away. It was tough for me to understand why I was all of a sudden so angry all the time and filled with rage. But through therapy, I made this connection between my life before drinking and feelings of anger. So once I understood myself, I could be freed from constant rage. When we're getting drunk all the time, we don't have to deal with anything. If someone hurts us, we get drunk. If we have a bad day, we get drunk. If we hurt other people we get drunk. If we're depressed or anxious, we get drunk. If we're feeling any kind of feeling, we get drunk. 
getting drunk means we skipped over the lesson that we would have learned from all of these experiences. We're preventing ourselves from working through anything. Being drunk is like pressing the fast forward button on your life. You skip ahead to the next time you're somewhat sober. And if you're a problem drinker, you're probably drinking again soon after that. When we finally do get sober for real, we have all these feelings and problems reappear from all the years we skipped over them. I had seven years of anger, sadness, regret, depression, marital problems, work problems, and they all just popped back into my life at the same time. We never learn how to deal with any of our problems, so when they all show up at the same time, it's overwhelming. This can make someone believe their life is better when they drink, and these feelings are constantly triggering us to drink because whenever we felt them in the past, we drank. And we formed a belief that drinking makes that feeling go away. Distress tolerance is a person's ability to manage actual or perceived emotional distress and get through it without making it worse. People who have a low distress tolerance often become overwhelmed by stressful situations and turn to unhealthy or destructive coping mechanisms such as self-harming, binge eating, or substance use. The relief that these types of strategies provide is short-lived and whatever emotions the person was trying to escape from usually return stronger and more upsetting. I always say that I drank because I hated myself and I hated myself because I drank. I drink for whatever reason, then wake up in the middle of the night hating myself because I had no self-control yet again, spend the entire next day hating myself, and that would trigger me to drink again. Drinking relieved those feelings of self-hatred for a few hours, but then they always came back worse. A 2014 study published in Alcoholism, Clinical, and Experimental Research looked at heavy drinking teens compared to peers who drank less. They found that the heavy drinkers had less distress tolerance during early sobriety and became less emotionally reactive as time went on. The heavy drinkers were very emotionally reactive to stressful situations after they drank, and their feelings of frustration, irritability, and happiness were initially a lot stronger than their peers. This study found that the heavy drinkers became less reactive within four to six weeks of sobriety. Teens who drank more, had more blackouts, and more withdrawal symptoms also were more emotionally reactive. The researchers tested the teens with a variety of annoying tasks and measured their frustration levels, distress tolerance, and when they gave up. The heavy drinkers became more frustrated and quit sooner than their peers. Other studies on teens and adults have shown that the longer the participants stay sober, the longer they are able to persist when facing a psychological stressor. Strong emotional responses and lower distress tolerance are especially present in the first two weeks of sobriety, which can make the person quit the task and rely on negative reinforcement to provide relief. Being emotionally reactive makes us focus more on our immediate situation and not be able to consider the future. Someone who is having a strong emotional response may just focus on getting drunk as an immediate relief from the negative stressor. 
I was very emotionally reactive when I stopped drinking. I've told the sunglasses story before, but on my first sober weekend, I accidentally broke my cheap Target sunglasses and flipped out in front of my in-laws. I probably made everyone feel very uncomfortable. I was unable to control my feelings of anger and breaking my sunglasses felt like a huge deal. It felt like the world was just conspiring against me, where in reality, they were old sunglasses and they were really cheap and they were bound to break. Before I drank, I used to feel very overwhelmed whenever I was angry. I felt like I couldn't survive another second with that much overwhelm. I turned to other negative coping mechanisms when I was younger, but as soon as I found drinking, it became the perfect fit. The relief from alcohol lasts much longer than other negative coping mechanisms like food, for example. If you abused alcohol, it's highly likely that you are also an emotionally reactive person. We get stuck in this cycle of suffering for extended periods of time getting drunk for a few hours of relief, and then suffering again. The suffering lasts way longer than the relief, but we never care about future us. And that's what being reactive is. All you care about is that immediate moment and everything feels like a huge deal. What helped me move from being a reactive person to a proactive person is going to therapy and working on the emotions that were overwhelming me. We can't just decide to stop being controlled by our emotions. It's something that takes a lot of work. In the beginning, all I did was think, you're being reactive again. I was still reactive, but I just named it. Recognizing that I was doing it was the first step to changing. Now, when something negative or stressful happens in my life, I'm able to step back and look at the situation before I respond. And that pause is what being proactive is all about. I'm really impressed with my ability to adopt a wait-and-see approach where I don't even formulate an opinion on the situation. I just notice it. This takes a lot of work, so don't expect to go to one therapy session and all of a sudden you're proactive now. And remember, the first step is recognizing when you're doing it. Living as an emotionally reactive person is exhausting. And you are constantly controlled by everything and everyone around you. You don't have to live that way. I recommend, like I say all the time, seeing a therapist who specializes in alcohol abuse to help you adjust to sober life and learn how to be proactive. Being reactive and having a low distress tolerance constantly threatens your sobriety. When you can move to being proactive, you're not triggered all the time. The less triggers, the less likely you are to drink. Here are some other ways to develop emotional maturity besides therapy. You could journal about your feelings or do something like morning pages, learn more about diet, exercise, and sleep, and how each one affects your mood, set boundaries in relationships when needed, Practice meditation, explore your spirituality, or find hobbies that help you relieve stress and feel good. Sobriety has two components, physical sobriety and emotional sobriety, and both come together to allow us to stay sober and improve our lives. Physical sobriety is obvious. It's not drinking ever. Emotional sobriety is the ability to tolerate what you're feeling without having to do something to make the feeling go away. 
Let me say that again to make sure you heard me. Emotional sobriety is the ability to tolerate what you're feeling without having to do something to make the feeling go away. It's okay to be angry or sad about something. Some days I just wake up sad, which is because I have depression and not every day is going to be fabulous. When that happens, I just recognize that it's a sad day and take steps to be kind to myself. If I'm not as productive with work or keeping my house clean, then I don't beat myself up for it. I believe tomorrow will be better, and it always is. Sometimes I'm cranky, and that's okay too. Sometimes you're just having an off day, and it's fine, and you don't have to do anything about it. Emotional sobriety is all about being okay with how you feel no matter what the feeling is. It doesn't mean that you have to like the feeling. It just means that you have to give yourself permission to feel the feeling. You may be used to drinking or binge eating every time you have a negative feeling. Try to practice just having the feeling. You can do extra self-care or do something special for yourself, but you don't have to make the feeling go away. Try to remind yourself tomorrow will be better. And I promise you, if you drink to make the feeling go away, tomorrow won't be better. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a screenshot, share it on your social, and tag me. I would love to see your favorite parts, your biggest takeaways. And if you want to learn how to apply this information to your life, check out my membership options where I provide weekly videos and an extra podcast episode to help you apply all of these learnings. The link is in the show notes for that. I hope that you guys have a great day and however you're feeling is totally fine, whatever the feeling is. And I'll talk to you next week. I'm Madeline, and I'm the host of the Happiest Sober Podcast. I got sober in my 20s after a decade of gray area drinking, and the greatest plot twist of all time was realizing that alcohol, the thing that I thought made my life the most happy and fun and exciting, was actually the exact thing preventing me from living my happiest and best life. My mom is 40 years sober, and she joins me on my podcast very often. I like to call her my part-time co-host, and I also bring you solo episodes where I share my top tips, tricks, and mindset shifts in sobriety, and lots of how twos for navigating all the things sober from weddings to parties to holidays to bachelorette parties to trips. I'm also joined by so many guests who come on and share their sober stories and they're all so, so inspiring. I'm here to show you that life doesn't end when you quit drinking. In fact, it's very much the opposite. And no matter what your relationship was with alcohol, life can be the absolute happiest when you're sober. New episodes come out every Tuesday. You can listen to Happiest Sober Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.